Welcome to Mirror Flies, everybody. I'm Ryan. Hello, hello. I'm Josh. And I'm Greg with Death Media. Okay, we just let him have that one. All right, take it. And now we have our season three finale. Do do do. Boo. And it's going to be alcohol once again, as we said on Twitter and such. Hooray. Uh, really quick, we're just going to apologize. We know this one is a little bit late. I was in Japan, and Josh and Greg didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> Josh graduated it college by themselves. Yeah. The super short version all is that it's a little late. We're sorry. Thank y'all so much for your patience and waiting the extra week for it. Um, we have a little video supplement for y'all as an apology and as a half-ass explanation that we hope you will enjoy. So definitely check that out. It'll be in the description. See, that is the explanation of somebody that still has Catholic high school scruples. There and I appreciate go. it, Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, thank you all so much again. And we think this episode will be worth the wait. Um, I guess we're about to find out. Yeah, we we're just about to penalty so. shot this right now. So oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. we are taking a penalty point. shot as an apology as well. We know that um, it's uh, just so much suffering. It's so, uh, great audio medium. The, the finest tequila I could find is called Josie Cuerva. You're such a garbage can. Joe's Cuervo. Stop being Joe's insensitive. Qu- Joe's Cuerva. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So smooth. Nothing like good dead air. <clears throat> Burns so good. <laughs> so, as you all know from beforehand... We usually end out our seasons with an alcohol episode where we drink somewhat irresponsibly no, and we do always, the episode. We no, we can only say it for this episode. Shh. Um, don't, sh- start bring, don't start bringing back old Greg. I'll start bringing back. I'll, I will do it. You do an old Greg impression? No, I'm going to start bringing back the old Greg. You all, my <laughs> protests, Just, all my protests. Greg, we have Bailey's downstairs and I have a shoe. We can, <laughs> we can do this for you. So um, anyway. We're going to go ahead and get straight into it. We don't have any uh, plugs or anything like that. We're just going to go straight in. And so we just, so we don't forget, darkness.org, everyone. Awesome group. And we'll do it at the end, too. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, I was going to start plugging other podcast collectives that we're Strong not in. Woo! All right. Ready to start? We're going to have, like, a little bit more of, like, an alcohol remedy type of episode from the beginning. I think the harder science is going to start off in the beginning, and then afterwards we're going to lose responsibility and then just do the easier stuff towards the end. But I think more fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. we. To yeah. be honest, I think it's a little bit more fun. Yeah. And as always, yeah. drink responsibly. And this, I think uh, this episode <laughs> might give us ideas for penalty shots as well, which, you know... Josh has some down the line for him, and I have not told him yet, but you have some down the line for you. Wait, penalty shots? <laughs> yeah, you're oh, I, down the I, I got more than my fair share. It's oh, fine. you have your whiteboard at home? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually just have a tally board where, yeah. All right, number one. We're going to talk about, we're going to start the episode with remedies to, like, guess, hangovers or to sobering up in general. I think I call it more sobering up than anything. And the first one is going to be cold showers will sober you up. Why would golden showers sober you up? Golden showers. Okay. Not golden. Oh, okay. There's a difference. Cold showers. Muy frío. Um, but anyway, so cold showers, obviously, I think just about everybody has heard this one that does drink. Sorry, Bible Belt, if you're left out for this one. But, you know, it's whatever. Got to single somebody out. Josh, have you tried this? Uh, no, because I, like I radio hosting is like, you try this, you try this online banking. You know? I, I hate <laughs> cold showers. This um, brought to you by Charles Schwab. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> cold and sex. Uh, I hate cold showers, so I don't mess with them if I don't have to. 
But I also am very lucky in the fact that I never, ever get hangovers. You haven't drank enough red wine in one night. I don't really drink red wine all that much. Well, there you go. You got lucky. Them tannins. Greg, have you tried the whole cold shower thing? Um, If I remember correctly, the description of what happens when you take someone who's drunk and give them a cold shower is you have a cold, wet, confused drunk. So <laughs> we've had... I can vouch for that. We've had the same cold, wet, confused drunk that we've run through this test before. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I think it's the same drunk we talk about every time when we talk about a drunk person. The exact same one. Anyway, so... um. What we're going over is generally the cold shower is meant to facilitate the sobering up of a person by, I guess, speeding up the process or I really couldn't find the exact science of it. I'm not I, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my brain around this logic, like why it would work. Well, obviously, I guess I can jump into it a bit. As Please do. Please cover because your cold own topic, showers, It turns out there's a whole cold shower science thing. In all of my uh, strange alleys that I've gone down for research for this show, I didn't think I'd get into shower science, but I did. I mean, my shower science goes from using conditioner instead of shampoo. <laughs> well, <laughs> it works. doesn't foam up. <laughs> so, this guy. Uh, this so guy. Anyway, there is actually no clear origin to this one. I think this has existed just as long as, I guess, hot showers have existed because just beforehand it was just a shower. So, <laughs> yeah, I was say. But um, uh, this has been promoted by tons of people, doctors, and even Catherine Hepburn, who has said cold showers do great things for you. But look at her right now. She's dead. So how, why should we believe her? Look, cold shower might have killed her. What is, what is it? 100% of the people that have taken cold showers have died? Yeah, exactly. Facts, people. I know. Look at look at the people that have stood by it, and look at the people that have and will die that have done cold showers. I mean, it's a numbers game. So anyway. Uh, some sound science right there. It turns out that there have been two particular studies for cold showers in terms of the whole... Not only sobering up issue, there's, no, there's been nothing to show that cold showers can sober you up in terms of scientific research. They haven't just gotten somebody like piss-ass drunk and then just like stuck them in a shower and put it on just like barely over on so that they're just like really sad and, and have problems. <laughs> it's anecdotal, but I've, I know I've done that before with someone. You didn't so. do it in a controlled setting, all right? You didn't have a whole tank full of drunks, okay? You didn't take the whole, like, drunk tank of the NOPD's <laughs> jail and put them in a shower together. That's fair. Also, I don't think you need to put them in there together. But anyway. Why not, though? Uh, it's been uh, used, a cold shower has been used to have, like, a, a cold shower has been propped up for many different benefits. Anywhere from just, like, better circulation to uh, testosterone increase, which I'm going to say right now is complete bullshit. Why would it... You said it'd be better blood flow? <laughs> so, you, uh, yeah. It's, it's several different things. It's several different it things. It doesn't make sense. Can I have a real quick... Is it because it's like the opposite of a shower beer? Is that kind of the idea? That you don't get dilated um, vessels? Is that like kind of the idea? Kind of. It's weird. Like wishy-washy. Yeah. It's a different answer for anybody. But yeah, the whole kinda, testosterone kinda... thing, that kind of like set me off. Because there's actually the guy called the Bro Scientist website. It sounds kind of bullshit. Oh, no, he's great. No, he's good. He's yeah. actually very good. Yeah, he's but fine. there was a whole thing on testosterone, and I was looking, I was like, I never heard of that. Turns out that every link I saw for, like, take a cold shower to increase your testosterone is from the Reddit subreddit called The Red Pill, which is one of the most vile subreddits you can go to. Not going to be in the description. 
Well, yeah, it's well. I just said it. You can go to it. It's filled with the oh, whole. No, I'm not facilitating or offering them any sort of. It's clickbacks. filled with a whole <laughs> bunch of people that are going to be very sad once they find out what human interactions actually like. But um, I'm standing by it. No, I'm with you, dude. Did I tell you I'm a mod there? No, no. There, <laughs> we have an actual politician that's a mod there. It just came out. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, that yeah. Sidetracked. So it turns out that uh, the reasoning was because they said since high temperature levels will decrease your testosterone level or like in like the testes. False. No, it will. It will do that. They think that the opposite will increase it. So they think that hot makes it decrease. So cold makes it increase. No, it turns out the cold does it too. Well, no, no, no. But we covered. um, There's a Goldilocks zone for everything. But we covered. Going into saunas and like shrinking your uh your semen and like testosterone things like that, and it didn't affect. You're able to produce some little guys. I think it was a reduced production, if anything. But it maybe wasn't okay, maybe reduced, but like not like shut it. Either off. way, cold does not make it better for you. Yeah, right, right, right. So really fast side story because y'all just dug up like you know when you get a memory that latent comes back. Memories. No, you know, I'm serious, memories. man. When there's memories, not repressed, just latent the ones that are just like you haven't thought about in so long and it feels like it was almost like pulled, dredged up. The whole idea of like if it's cold, it's one way, so you must, if you do it hot, it must be better. Or the opposite, right? I remember as a kid having a little RC car and no, 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 oh, the battery died. No, the battery dies and I went, oh, well, when a battery is charging, the things all get hot. So I laid it out in the sun thinking, oh, that might charge it because I was like five. I was really hoping you would not – you didn't put it in a microwave. That, that no, turned out a lot that would better. have been really bad. Yeah. No, but I was like – I remember doing that and then <laughs> – And mine. looking back on it, I go, I'm really lucky that thing didn't like explode and hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have battery acid at all. childhood. That, it turns out that batteries have gotten safer since you've been five years old. So, yes, I'm glad you're okay now. I was like, I just, I just, it's just so funny <laughs> looking back. I'm like, you know, it never occurred to me. And the 20 plus years of battery technology. <laughs> so getting anyway, back on top, getting back to sobering up, I'm going to start with there is no evidence to suggest that a cold shower will sober you up because as we have discussed, and I think the first and second uh, season finales with alcohol, the only thing that will sober you up, this is going to be a recurring theme forever is Josh sleep time time. That's the right one. Anyway, so it's the same thing. Thing. So, it, I guess. I mean, you got to have time in order to sleep. I mean, vote on our web zone whether sleep and time are the same thing. So, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about time. Anyway, thing, as I said before, the liver can only take so much, and generally, you give it does the way it stacks. It can take a lot, though. One drink, and that's like 12 ounces of beer, like three ounces of champagne, 1.5 ounces of any hard liquor, and then I think five ounces of wine. That's the numbers that I've seen generally agreed upon. That counts as one drink. That takes about an hour to metabolize through your liver. Yes. And it doesn't stack. Like, it's just like the line is going to be just as long. It's going to be... Right. If you take three drinks, it's going to take three hours. Not if you take them all at the same time. It's not going to take one hour. What? It's just going to be like, you know, it's going to be about three hours for that all to happen. Right. So now that we've established that, showering has nothing to do with it. Now we're going to get into the science that might suggest why you think it would sober you up a little bit more. I'm curious. I'm going to be citing two different studies. So the first one is a sickness study that was done between January and March of 2015. There were 3,018 participants. So were they all down with the sickness? Yes. No, not really. 
So it was actually a study not on alcohol, but on the effectiveness of a hot to cold shower. So when you get in, instead of, oh, real quick, have you guys ever walked into a shower and just turned it on and just stood there and just taken it? Yes. It is very jaunting, to say the least. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It It definitely causes a, like, shock. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... A little bit more on that in a second. It makes my private areas So they were actually doing a study on whether you would call in sick for if you took a hot to cold shower. So you turn it on, you start hot, and then it ends cold. And then afterwards, it's not even like straight up cold showers. It's just hot too cold, and then you Wait, turn it off. Wait, you would afterwards. call in sick if you went from a hot to a cold shower. It was on. I, yeah, I don't I mean, know. Like I get. The it was logic. on effectiveness of sick days. Like yeah. regardless of the condition you were in the night before, whether you would call in for a sick day. Oh, 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 oh. As opposed okay. to just hot so you're showers. Saying, yeah, I get if it. you hot did it, would it prevent you from having to take a sick day? Yes. And okay, was, sorry, I, I did, that did not. The result was not based on actual illness. It was based on whether you called in or not. Apparently, for the but people that's that, that's so stupid. I don't know why they did the study. I don't know why. That's so dumb. I, there's more reasoning to it than I'm willing to explain right now because of the condition that I'm in. But anyway, so what we're gonna do is the hot to cold shower showed a 29% decrease of calling in sick, even if you were. Okay. Um, illness, it didn't actually have an effect. You know, if you were ill, you were ill. But there was a 29% decrease in the likelihood of calling in sick for that day at work as opposed to people who just took a hot shower. Okay. So it was implied that, like, the cold shower gets you a little bit more alert and refreshed. So it's getting a little bit more to um, (laughs) Greg's term of what, an alert and confused drunk or something like that. Yeah, you basically have a cold, wet, confused drunk. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And to stack on top of this, there was a 2014 study, which, by the way, these are very recent. Really weird. That yeah, that is 2014, say. yeah. 2014 and 15. The 2014 study uh, that was published in the North American Journal of Medical Science did something on hydrotherapy, which just means water, pretty much, like what water has an effect on your health. And this one was kind of interesting because they dip people in different temperatures of water for about an hour and it was varying temperatures of 32 degrees celsius which is about 89 degrees fahrenheit to 14 degrees celsius which is about 52.7 which can i say is extremely f***ing cold because i tried that today <laughs> I was at the, uh, uh, we suffer to bring you the greatest i was and at my gym. information i was at my gym today and they have a cold dip and i was like you know what I've been doing research on this. I'm going to try it. And they were talking about, like, you know, the bro science guy. He was talking about how if you get into, like, a cold shower, once you get over, like, the hyperventilating and everything of the coldness and everything, it actually kind of wakes you up and makes you feel a bit more refreshed. And I was like, I'm going to see this one through. Now, no shower can actually get to this temperature because 52 outside may be somewhat nice for most people. But 52 in the water water, is cold. Terrible. Cold. I was like, I'm going to do it for the podcast. I'm going to get through the hypothermia, like heavy breathing and everything. I got two feet in there and got out immediately. (laughs) There's different types of pain. There's burning, which I can take. You get used to burning pain a little bit easier. I've talked about peppers all the time. Cold pain is an aching pain, and I cannot take that. It was miserable. very throbbing, actually. So I think that was the (laughs) extreme. I think that was the... (laughs) I think that was the extreme. Oh, uh, Josh. But the hydrotherapy that they did was these people being exposed to different temperatures of water for an hour at a time between those ranges. I think there was four ranges between 32 to 14 degrees Celsius. 
there was no change in anything, including hormones, like I said, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. There was no change in hormone effect. If anything, it decreased hormone production. Right. Including testosterone. Right. The only thing that changed was the metabolic rate. Oh, yeah. And most Wait, people... What? Would, What's that? Metabolic rate is the, I guess, heat expenditure in a person's body. I might get some flack for that, but it's the easiest way to explain it without having to go into too much detail. Penalty but shot. it's the way the circulatory system like does like your heat expenditure of your body. Yeah. Now, it makes sense if you think of the fact that, and I think this is going to wrap around to one of your topics, is that when your body is cold, your body pretty much is just like, okay, we're going to worry about just heating the core system. And that's why the metabolic rate speeds up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah? getting there. You're right? getting there. Right, 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 right. Now, that being said, metabolic rate does not have the same thing to do with metabolism in your liver. A lot of people... Yeah, people confuse, confuse that a same, lot. Yeah, I did originally. I was like, well, does that actually have a correlation? No, we're talking about heat expenditure versus being able to metabolize a drug in your system, well, that I mean, being alcohol. It's kind of like people confuse Arkansas and Kansas all the time because it's like the same names. Well, I mean... What? what? The word, the state Kansas, A-R Kansas, R Kansas. Kansas. Okay, come on. Greg, give it the program. I'm a little slow in the draw, I guess. <laughs> He was batting for the fences and got a bunt. But um, anyway, so the metabolic rate has nothing to do with the rate of metabolism by right. your liver. Right. So essentially, what it will do is it will alert you just because you're being jaunted. You're shocked into it. Like you will be a little bit more awake. But in terms of like true soberness, you're still going to have that amount of alcohol going like trying to get through the door of the liver. I mean,. I'm really glad you're covering this because this is such a nice segue into It's a topic. good primer. I'm glad. Yeah, it really is. It's little, just like... A little, little whistle-wetter. Right. I appreciate you doing a little whistle-wetter. So it's like uh, outside well, of a club. <laughs> outside of a club, the club is the liver. Right, right, right. And then you have all the people who are right, the alcohol right. molecules trying to get through, right? And right. it's just like the bouncer right. won't let them through. It's just one at a time or two rude. at a time, depending on like if, you know... Well, rude. De- so rude. Depending on how good you're looking. So... Anyway, it's a little bit. Oh, boy. You can throw grease on everybody or, like, olive oil on everybody in the crowd, and the bouncer still won't let them through. (laughs) They'll just be a little bit more alert. (laughs) But they won't be getting in the club any more faster than, like, before. Holy crap, you have a lot of sources for this. That was Yeah, I I did my research on this. I just want to say real quick, um, I get on these guys' cases a lot because we do good research, but occasionally I'm a little bit... Jesus Christ, you guys have a lot of links today. It was I'm impressed. slightly me being like, I got really interested in slightly fuck you, Greg. So <laughs> That's pretty much what mine was. And I'm it's like, like me typing, I'll show you fucking sources. God damn it. Like literally I was looking at one of my sources and I was like, shut up. I'm like, oh, NCBI. Fuck you, Greg. There we go. All right. <laughs> no one's going to question me on that. Mm-hmm. So the long and short of this is that a cold shower will make a drunk person more awake. And then also we're going to segue. There's other things that can sober you up. It will make you more awake, but it will not make you any less drunk. It might make you more liable to fight somebody because they put you in a cold shower. A cold, confused drunk. Well, yes. <laughs> well barring the last thing Ryan said, that, that's a really great segue into my topic, which my, my first topic is going to be caffeine sobers you up. And it's essentially the same thing. So everyone knows that caffeine is a wonderful drug. Ryan, you can attest to me blossoming like a flower uh, in the morning after I've had my coffee. No, I remember my first hospital <laughs> visit after taking an entire red line at once. <laughs> I'm, I mean, 
Ryan, you are much better at this. I am not a morning person by any means. I am awful. Greg, are you a morning person? Um, sort of. Like it's kind of like if I'm not if I'm out of bed, I'm like energy within a few minutes. If yeah, it, it can be hard to get out, but like once I'm up. I'm I'm going. Yeah, that's probably but I better do for hit, me too. But I also do like coffee. So what like are we constituting as morning? Because I'm considering. <laughs> I'm taking into consideration the fact that coffee to sober up means that not that one of those nights where you wake up drunk still. Oh no no no! This is just me in general with caffeine. Okay. Like, I'm, this has no relation. Oh dude, I I said this exact story before on here, but like I said, Disney World. I remember you just like when we were like 12 years old, you just being like a little sponge like that was completely dried up, and then once your mom gave you a cup of coffee, like you slowly unfurled into like an actual person. I blossom like a flower, Ryan. That's yeah, you do. <laughs> You're like one of those dinosaur plants. I'm like the little pill you drop in the tub and I just kind of unravel. I think but- I talked about swallowing those already, so I'm not going <laughs> to extend that conversation. Uh, but real talk, French press all day. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> drip coffee, uh, pour over. I do cold drip. Thank so you. the basic science of this makes sense. All right. On a very like simplistic level. Coffee wakes you up and makes you more attentive while alcohol makes you hungry and eat terrible foods, right? Pork and no less does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you drink coffee, coffee to suppress your eating habits, right? That's what I do. Uh, it has never done that for me. I wish it could find something <laughs> to make me less hungry. No, uh, like really, alcohol decreases your motor functions while caffeine enhances it on a very basic level. Um, I mean, I can get behind that reasoning. Like that's that's a very simplistic way of looking at it. But like, I can follow it. Like, I see the logic behind. No, it. no, I get it. I mean, you've heard that story that my dad said when, like, uh, supposedly his friend was really drunk. His friend, right? And the cop like brought him over to a tasty donuts <laughs> all the time, and like gave him some coffee to sober up. And he ended up just pouring the coffee into a dozen of donuts, just mashing it up, just saying, "Like you fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah." Just he got caught peeing on the on a tire of yeah. a cop car. Yeah, and apparently you don't get thrown in prison for that back no, then. No, I don't know why he didn't, but I mean your dad's friend. My no, dad's dad. friend. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Uh, aside from the point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So, um, but sadly, you guys, this myth is like my love life: flawed, terrible, and full of disappointment. Anyone? Um, <laughs> so there's a study that I posted in the show notes. Which is great. It tackled show this, notes. Show notes. It tackled this very subject and gave some great insight into the problem. You went from Forrest Gump to Kiwi. Let it let it happen. Um, they, they gave mice and rats alcohol, and then ran ran them through like a maze and some other tests, and then hopped them up on caffeine to see if it mitigated any of the results. Just saying. Sometimes the life of a rat lat. Rat rat. Rat lat. Lab rat New is not name. terrible. New band name. Um, no, it does not reverse the learning effects. It didn't help the, the mice or the rats at all. The mablats. So they were still lost? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I'll get into like the science of it, but I don't want to go like all Ryan on your asses. That's a new group. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, we can't say that. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I can't be like, f*** you, and then you can't be like, no, f*** you, yeah, 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 because that's right. all we do on the show, apparently. All the time. All the time. 24 We are totally seven. not vindictive. We respect our viewers. Yep. <laughs> Please grant us a five star review on iTunes. <laughs> That's the show, everybody. <laughs> See, once alcohol is in your system, it tells your brain to send out more dopamine, which we've we've covered. We've covered dopamine before. That's dope. Yeah, right. So you can ride the mechanical bull, or like talk to the cutie in the corner, or get selective on Tinder for whatever God knows. Why would reason. you pick the one in the corner? I'm just saying, like, why would you get selective on Tinder? It's a numbers game. Keep swiping, bro. Um, 
you get this false sense of confidence, though. That's the whole point, all joking aside. Um, you know, everybody that, that has gotten a little bit too drunk has gotten that sensation of like, yeah, I'm, I'm Leo on the Titanic. I'm king of the world. I'm fine. You're doomed to death? Well, I mean, you're king of the world. <laughs> all right. I mean, technically, we're all doomed to death, right? So now we're going to switch to our death episode. Um, <laughs> anyway, another thing that this, do- this dopamine does is it activates a chemical in your body called cyclic AMP. Ryan, you have any idea what that is? Absolutely none. Yeah. Um, I know what cyclic means. Yeah, it's a bicycle, right? You're a cyclic. Keep going with it. <laughs> um, so what, what this does is it makes your brain more active and talkative and things like that. So you keep feeling more like Superman. Your brain monitors these levels and controls them with these special enzymes. Now, after you stop drinking, that's when the alcohol starts to make you feel sleepy. And that's when things <laughs> begin to slow down. This is where We're you would done ass- here nappy nap time. That's essentially it, yeah. But you think this is where where you would assume that coffee would kick in and sober you up because it it battles those effects, and to an extent, it kind of does prevent that sluggish feeling. But it also depends on how much you drink. I mean, there's always a number of factors that go into this, but it caffeine does make you feel less sleepy. So like it does that. But the kicker here is that it doesn't make you less drunk. Much like Ryan said, 10 beers is still 10 beers. You still have the same blood alcohol content you would if you didn't drink coffee. By a certain logic, there's something called Four Loco that should technically cancel out any drunkenness that you should have and just make you sober as you drink you know it. I didn't even think about that. That's a very great point. Yeah. Four Loco used to have caffeine in it. And a segue into my little thing, I will say that, keep in mind... High amounts of caffeine, high amount of booze causes arrhythmia. And there's a reason that Four Loco was was discontinued by the FDA. And I can tell you, knowing cardiologists, there's a way too young of people were having heart attacks. Oh, same friend. He is two steps away from it. Same guy. uh, He is one original Four Loco away from it. We need to name an episode after him. He listens to this. And he's just probably sitting there with a the beer like, yep. What? I'm fucking German YOLO. <laughs> Pretty much. Lego Death Pots, fam. But yeah, so like a vodka Red Bull should totally be just like a like no consequence drink. If you would that think was the so. Reasoning. By, by this logic, yeah. But much like you said, there's nothing that's going to dilute the alcohol in your system like that. Like you still drank 10 beers, so there's going to be 10 beers in your system. Turns out that effects can stack. Right? Um, and, and the last thing about this is, like, it's worth noting, uh, kind of more to Greg's point, actually, um, coffee like alcohol, it makes you dehydrated. So make sure you keep pounding those waters so you can help reduce how much like a piece of garbage you feel like the next day. Because a major problem with hangovers the next day is dehydration. Yeah. So <laughs> adding caffeine, which makes you dehydrated, into alcohol, which also makes you dehydrated, not exactly a winning combination. Did I tell you that I drink roughly a gallon of Powerade Zero per day? Not uh, even joking about that. What's wrong with that? Uh, price, I guess. Fair. But um, I, I don't know. Uh, when I was, I'm not. I'm to not, be clear, you mean in Japan? No, 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 no. Oh. That was the problem with Japan. I couldn't find anything analogous to Powerade Zero while I was there. There's something called Picari Sweat that I drank like maybe two bottles a day of. That sounds terrible. It was No, it's delicious but loaded with sugar. And I was extremely dehydrated there because I got maybe four to five hours of sleep each night there. 
because I wanted to, you know, carpe diem, you know, that type of deal. I wanted to get as much out of it, but I was not compensating because I was walking all the time. Can we agree that the new carpe diem is YOLO, right? Yeah. No, that's the exact same thing. Uh, About three years ago, chief. Oh, okay. So what's the new, (laughs) what's the new one, Greg? Go ahead. (laughs) Come on, Greg. Tell us all the kids are saying. No kids are saying carpe diem because all the Latin people are dead. No, that's not a good enough excuse. It doesn't work. Put your f***ing fidget spinner down and just shut up, all right? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me take out a male romper first. I, They're I, called brompers? I would right? wear a bromper. <laughs> I was going to say I'd wear a bromper. They look pretty comfy, but what about the, the bathroom situation is a little confusing. Supposedly, you're supposed to take a work outfit and just cut the sleeves off of both ends, the legs and the arms, and then you have a bromper. <laughs> YOLO! Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I anyway. I Daniel called me out on saying all the Latin people are dead, as if, like... No one. We're not going to talk we're, about we're that, We're not going to give you that satisfaction. We're not controversial <laughs> like you. Oh, Jesus. We'll get you to fight Daniele over this one. <laughs> He's uh, Italian. Anyway. Latin. Original. You hear OG. that? You hear that? Toot toot. This train's back on the rails. There we go. All right. Um, no, that, that, that's it though for coffee, coffee sobering you up. And it's, it's super similar to like a cold shower. That was you bringing it back on the rails. We're done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't say how well it was on the rails. I said it was on the f***ing rails. All right. Fair enough. So, Josh, may I move on to the next topic? Okay. So, the next topic is not going to be about remedies at all or sobering at all. Actually, no. This is going to be a cancer remedy. What? Yeah. So Is this a real thing? He's looking at the doc. Yes, 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 yes. This is very much a thing. So, I was over at my mother's house, who happens to be the perfect demographic for our favorite. (laughs) This is so true. (laughs) That's so true (laughs) For our favorite doctor Mehmet Oz I I I learned this little I want to say stupid myth I was going to say snippet Over at at, This one hurts me I I learned this one over at my mom's house Because she always has Dr. Oz whenever I'm home Probably why I have this whole crusade against him in the first place But as I, I have to respect and credit, give credit where credit's due. So there is a rumor or a myth or a truth, we don't know yet, actually we do, that uh, beer marinades prevent uh, cancer. All right, and Ryan, I know nothing about this. I'm going to say bullshit. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So I saw this. Dr. Oz is such a showman. He's great. He's a he is the modern day snake oil salesman. But once again, there's the term that a broken clock is right all, twice a day. Yes, and this is kind of one of those cases. I Are saw, you serious? Yeah, I saw him on the show, and he was just like pouring a fucking Guinness on like a steak, and he was like, "Oh yeah, this will prevent you from getting cancer. Just go ahead, and marinate your steak in beer, and then just go ahead and cook it." So. I was like, this is so dumb. Like, this is really dumb. Why is, he even, why is he even doing this? Turns out that there's a little bit of truth based on this. The idea is that there are certain types of enzymes or whatevers. There are certain types of chemicals in, he specifically said, dark beer that will prevent you from getting a certain type of, uh, it prevents free radicals from, you know, just latching into your body and causing cancer inside of it when you eat steak. Or cooked meats or anything like that. 
And here's where I have to f***ing put my foot in my mouth and eat my pride and say that, yes, there is some actual basis in it because I fought tooth and nail against this one <laughs> to the point where I was honestly just being a normal human being and trying to fight for my own bias. Like, I was trying to do that. I was trying to find some articles against this. How big of you to admit that, Ryan? No, I, it's embarrassing to the fact that, like, I was doing that. I was like, you know what? I'm being the people that we are trying to educate in this one. But um, so it turns out that there actually have been some recent studies that um, we've talked about PAHs before. There are polycyclic, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, which are the main or specifically uh, they're called PAHs in short. And, oh, yeah, yeah. We've totally covered that. Yeah. And also BAPs. There's several Bap. different categories of them, of PAHs, that cause lung cancer when you smoke, specifically. Like, you know, that whole, like, meme with, it's smoke, it's smoke when you smoke lettuce or anything like that. It's not like, you know, tobacco specifically. It's just, you know, smoke from anything, partially decomposed or partially combusted <laughs> hydro uh, organic substances will cause PAHs to be released. And yeah. then... It can cause cancer through free radicals. That's the basis of that. So the idea is that, like I've said before, smoked meats or even cooked meats for like charcoal or anything like that, by logic, will cause PAHs to be introduced into your system. Okay. I'm on board so far. And cause cancer, right? We've been doing this since the dawn of time since we discovered fire and we discovered that you can cook meat and it tastes better when you do that. Debatably. Depending on how much you cook it, I was gonna say, uh, I'm like a certain. You know what? Of ours. Yeah, yeah. He called me out. I'm gonna say, <laughs> a certain David Flora will say that you should eat a nice Michelin tire, and yeah. that is like the flavor of a steak that you should expect. The best kind of steak is shoe leather, according yes. to one David Flora. Yes, there's tons of David Floras out in the world, but this one that I'm talking about, not getting into specifics, um, is the one that thinks that. So anyway, um, turns out that he's getting the most cancer out of anybody. Good. So. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he calls me out on that. Well, you think you're glad I'm getting the most cancers? I am for eating a well done steak, David. So anyway, uh, (laughs) there have been studies on this of how to prevent PAH buildup in your cooked meats. And there was one study that I'm going to cite right now. I'm just going to go ahead and do a straight quote from it where they actually did take several types of beers anywhere from like a, I'm just going to read it. Uh, the effect of marinating meat with Pilsner beer, uh, non-alcoholic Pilsner beer and black beer and it's coated respectively on the formation of polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons and charcoal grilled pork was evaluated and compared with the formation of these compounds in unmarinated meat. So they have, I don't know why they use pork. I know you're I was, gonna, you yeah. were looking very confused about that. Yes. Don't know, but it probably doesn't make a difference. Okay. I'm just going to say it probably doesn't. I just don't want like a whole other trichinosis thing. Nobody's eating raw pork in the first place okay. except for Greg's dad. Yeah, okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> unknowingly. So um, Fair enough. He wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. A little creepy. Just f***ing drive right past it. <laughs> Just keep going. Anti-radical activity of marinades, uh, which was pretty much how much of the uh, PAHs were taken out, or at least not included in the meat after it was cooked, was assayed. 
Uh, Black Bear exhibited the strongest scavenging activity, which means it took out the most PAHs at 68%, followed by Pilsner alcoholic beer, which was 36.5%, and then uh, Pilsner beer, non-alcoholic, which is 295 So that's saying that not only does beer actually do that, but the type of beer that you use makes a difference. Huh. Yeah, it's really weird the way it works. So the darker the beer, the better? Yes. Uh, by this study, the darker the beer, the better. And I'm going to go into the, the brief specifics of it. So what generally causes cancer is something called free radicals, and what prevents it is antioxidants. They're tearing down this country. Right? <laughs> Jesus. So the way free radicals works, this, this term has been thrown around just as much as antioxidants, is that, say you have a molecule... And I was expecting this has been thrown around as much as fake news and alternative facts. I yeah. heard antioxidants. I was starting making antifa jokes. Dude, but. can we just say, <laughs> I'm going to throw this one out real quick. If anybody knows Sean Spicer, we will get him on oh, this show dude, we immediately. Are, we, want him, we love spicy. Not, not politics. We're not even going to talk we politics. We just want to no. talk to him we, about We want to be in that spice world. We genuinely like him almost. It's just a weird yeah, One of us genuinely likes him. I, I, <laughs> dude, I feel bad for No, it's feeling bad is not the same. I, okay, I'll put it to you this much. Like, <laughs> I that, just want to talk to Sean Spicer about Dippin' Dots, all right? When, that when, is, yes. When that moment came when, like, Rob Gronkowski, like, stuck his head out, he was, like, such a fanboy for a second. And you're like, that's a cool moment. He was like, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? Like, he was so pumped. And he's just like, I gotta be cool. I gotta be cool. I gotta be cool. I don't know Didn't what you're talking about. Anyway, so, <laughs> free radicals. <laughs> You can edit that out or not. doesn't matter. I'm not going to do it. Uh, free radicals. So the whole thing with cancer and anti-cancer in the most, like, layman's terms is... Can we agree we're all anti-cancer? Yes, I think we are. <laughs> That's a stance we can firmly stand on. So the way free radicals work is, say you have a chemical, it's more specifically a molecule of something... And most atoms, molecules, anything is made up of electrons, neutrons, and protons. Mm -hmm. Now, electrons does not change whether it is a certain molecule or not, but it changes the way it interacts with other things. Electronegativity? Is yes. that what that so is? So when something is missing an electron that it's supposed to have, right. uh, it very badly wants to get that extra electron that it's missing from something else. Right. So it will go over and take an electron from another molecule and just be like, that's mine now. And then it's in a, uh, I guess, um, relaxed state where it's not trying to interact with anything else because right. it's just cool. However, the next molecule over is just like, well, f*** you. I don't have an electron now. I want mine. So it takes it from another thing. This is mine. And so neither of you guys have watched enough of Rick and Morty to know the Mr. Nees Meeseeks thing of, uh, wait, he wrote me into this type of deal. But I know Mr. Meeseeks says thank you very much. Okay, whatever. You he's, and your memeage. He's, he's the but, blue guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the blue guy. But essentially, blew himself. it's a chain reaction where the free radicals make other free radicals, and eventually that can affect anything from cell growth to actual DNA structures to the point where it starts making the wrong thing. Free radicals are— Oh, okay, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah, All so right. it just pretty much messes up the whole system. So what you have is you have like, like something called an food. antioxidant. With oxidization is what causes free radicals. Right. And then you have something called an antioxidant, which is pretty much the rich bitch that has an extra like electron to give away. Just like, dude, shut the f*** up and just 
gives that free radical an electron and stops the whole process of just taking. He's so basic. He's generous. He's generous. He just gives it. He's just like, go buy your mama a house. Go buy your whole family a house. You smart. He's the DJ Khaled of molecules. I like that. Yes. So (laughs) say my name. Antioxidant. (laughs) That should totally be a new meme. No, don't say that type of shit, okay? We're hip, but we're not that hip. Uh, so anyway, um, dark beer apparently has the most antioxidant activity inside of it. It has the most antioxidant available to stop this whole free radical thing and stop the PAHs from actually accumulating in these dark in these meats right. when they're smoked right. or cooked by charcoal fire. Uh, yeah, I know what you meant. So long story short, Dr. Oz. No, you know what? Dr. Oz wasn't right. He was just quoting somebody. The researchers were right, and Dr. Oz parroted them, just like we're parroting Dr. Oz and the researchers. I mean... Self-awareness. What, I, I acknowledge it. What's what's the saying? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut eventually? Yeah, we did the whole, like, broken clock thing already, too. Now we're going to talk about the fact that also grapeseed oil does the same thing. So you can use grapeseed oil, which has high antioxidants in it, for these specific types of uh, hydrocarbons, the polycyclic ones. It can also prevent those to have a buildup in the meat if you use grapeseed oil or several others. And also, you can try by not using things that promote the production of PAHs, which would be something like, you know, you have uh, – oh, we're going to go from Hill, Hank Hill right here. Taste the meat, not the heat. Propane and propane yes, accessories. propane. So if you burn charcoal, that's burning, like, organic materials and just lots of smoke going into it. Propane vape nation. Yeah, vape nation. Vape nation. For the nation. Same thing. There are different ways to prevent PHs from getting into your food. I will say makes it less tasty because I love a smoky taste in my meat. Mm, I'm enjoying these sodi paps. Right? These remedies are not specific. You can use the dark beer, yes, but you can also use several different types of like healthy oils. I'm doing air quotes for that. <laughs> Um, butter even prevents burning of steak. If you were just throw like a steak onto a grill. Oh, okay. So we've that talked like, about this. yeah, we've talked about this before. Butter. It prevents things from like, it, it makes it more uniformly get cooked without actually charring it. I mean, if you look at a lot of the it buffers it, right. You look at a lot of the, the best, you know, you, you go on YouTube and you search these like best ways to cook a steak or things like that. Don't tell me what I do. Well, I'm just saying it's a general statement. Okay. Most people, they will cook with butter. Like, you'll see them throwing butter into the pan for that exact reason, and they based it. Because it's a good buffer. Like, exactly. It allows to heat yeah, without charring. Yeah, makes total sense now. Char right. is what can cause the cancer. Right, right. Same thing for cigarettes, same thing for anything. Like wait, just wait, I want you to repeat that again for one David Flora. Breathing house Char fire. causes the cancer. Yes. Okay, all right. We're not directing this podcast to one person, but if there's somebody out there <laughs> with DF as an initial, that's the person. So anyway, essentially, yes, Dr. Oz is right. Everybody's right at this point. Just marinate your steak. It allows for a more of like if dry steak will burn easier too. And it tastes it tastes. It's the good. same thing for firewood. Dry firewood burns easier, yeah. right? Right. No, no, you so true. Yeah. So there you go. Um, if you don't want if you don't want as much cancer as much, you're still gonna get cancer no matter what if you live long enough. <laughs> it's it, enough. It's a fact of life. You're gonna get cancer. If you want less cancer as fast, then marinate your steak. Dark beer apparently works better than Pilsner. All right. So good to know. Josh, are we ready to get less sciencey with this? We are. Uh, 
Basically, this goes back to Ryan's. Whoops. <laughs> Jesus. Basically, this goes back to Ryan's first topic. Very similar when we, we talked about like internal body core temperature and everything. But my, my next topic is going to be liquor raises your body temperature. And this one's really super simple to talk about. Now, the, the reference that Ryan had for this one was something that I've never heard, but apparently it's very popular. It's people who were stranded in the Alps. You've never been caught in the f***ing Swiss Alps. I mean, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Um, <laughs> Not the first time we've referenced that. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, people who were stranded in the Alps were, would be warmed up because St. Bernard's would have brandy strapped to their collars and they would find these people that were trapped and they'd drink the brandy and they'd warm themselves up. Is that pretty much what you were implying, Ryan? Yeah, like they, they show up like, oh, rah, 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 with like a little barrel of like, what whiskey. What was it? Oh, rah, 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 like with a barrel of whiskey in front of you and you, you drink the whiskey and then you're warmed up afterwards. Now, real quick, we know that Mythbusters covered this already. So That's great. I, I did not know that. I debated <laughs> whether to put that in the show notes or not. I ultimately didn't, but it, they're a very great reference point as well. Um, it was a personal decision, but I found other things that said the same thing. Uh, but anyway, so this stems from, I mean, I'm just saying, this stems from people who drink, including... Myself, I can't vouch for Ryan and Greg. I don't know how often they drink. Do you drink in the Alps, though? I do drink in. <laughs> um, like me myself personally, I do feel warmer after I've been drinking. If if you if there was ever a live feed of this podcast, you would see Greg and I profusely sweating every time we record. From how damn warm it is. A little behind the curtain. Yeah, we all were shirtless at one point in the movies episode. Yeah, that's fine. But this, in fact, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, this, in fact, does actually happen, but only for an, a really, really short duration. So everybody knows alcohol is a blood thinner, right? No, it is a blood thinner. Okay, that that now everybody knows. Okay, now everybody knows that alcohol is a blood thinner, and it will actually decrease your core body temperature. But here's the thing: when we become cold, the way that works is blood flows away from the skin and towards your internal organs. I guess that's redundant. So this is rounding back to the first topic that we Right, had. which I mentioned, Drunk Ryan. Yes. <laughs> no, I was intentionally doing that. When we, become, was a wink. <laughs> when we become cold, blood flows away from the skin and towards our organs, which causes an increase in your core body temperature. Pretty cool, right? Our body is, like, really fascinating. The things that it does to take care of ourselves and the fact that we just treat it like garbage cans most of the time – Blows my mind. More like a sink for me. Mm, okay. What? Alcohol. <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain it. When when you have alcohol in your system, it actually does the opposite. It increases the blood flow towards their skin. So, alcohol actually reduces... Oh, well, let me stop there. Let me ask you all a question. Anyone in class want to take a guess on the easiest way our bodies react to the cold and tries to warm ourselves up? Anyone? Blood flow goes to the core. But, like, what does your body actually respond? Sure. Like, exactly. 10 points for Gryffindor for Greg. Wait, what? One way that <laughs> our body actually tries to warm ourselves up is by shivering. Oh, I thought he said sugar. And I was really confused. Sugar. Shiver. Water. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> more sugar. So, uh, but no, like, that, that's why I, they'd say, like, um, the Neanderthals or whoever, like, you know, Italians, whoever's in, like, like, uh, that's very Italians, specific. Same thing. Yeah. Very specific. <laughs> but Tomato people that were in colder right? climates, in general, 
are shorter and more stocky because they can actually like have more um, surface area contributed towards their center. I don't know. Give me my past. Uh, give me my past. <laughs> but no, in, in general, like in terms of like colder climate, people generally have more of a, um, I guess, center heavy type of structure in their body because it like actually allows them to bundle up a little bit easier. Huh. A lord. That's for me then. That's why hotter climates. Well, okay. Scandinavians aside, like hotter climates have like taller people because it can be lanky, spread out the surface area, and not have the heat dissipated as much. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that totally makes sense. A lord. I've been watching Master and On. Italians hate us. Find out why. <laughs> Seven reasons why Italians hate rumor flies. Number five will surprise you. <laughs> so alcohol. Actually, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> Leaving it in. <laughs> Keep dying. It's okay. Alcohol actually reduces our ability to shiver and makes us much colder in the process. Pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty simple and straightforward. So now that you know that liquor does not actually raise your body temperature, but it actually prevents you from becoming warmer in the long run. So it doesn't allow your internal body to actually shiver and make yourself warmer. As opposed to your external body. So it actually, no, well, your extremities. (laughs) All right. If you're going to be an asshole about it, Greg. I mean. Frenchman. Classic. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, it's like, it's the, it's a really super sweet and simple answer. So, the easier way is that instead of, like, focusing the heat on your core body temperature where it should be, it actually sends it out to your extremities. Right. Which you feel more than your internal. And that's why, after a while, not, not at first, after a while, you begin to sweat when you drink alcohol. Yeah, I can get that. Like, gin sweats are apparently a real thing. Uh, that makes sense. I never thought about that, but yeah, that totally makes sense. I don't drink a lot of gin, but yeah, I can kind of get behind that. I go through phases, but I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not a particularly sweaty person as much as I'd like to believe I am. Apparently, Greg Greg and I will debate that. (laughs) What, y'all to watch me sweat? I mean... Sometimes we were all shirtless in the movies episode. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening to Rumor Fly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, that's it though. It's like it's it's really that simple. That's uh, alcohol prevents uh, you from your your organs uh, from the blood flow going to your organs. Like I you feel like the way we structured this episode actually has made it easier for us as we go through the topics. Well, that's what happens when you get more alcohol involved. Yeah, that's fine. So the next one has nothing to do with anything. So it's going to be the myth of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be the idea of uh, it, this is almost a subjective thing, but we're going to talk about hot sake. Sake, sake. So in America, and I did not do this just because I am fresh off the plane from Japan. Fresh off the boat from Japan. No, <laughs> is, uh, is that what you were going to say? <laughs> yes, but I changed it to plane because I'm smart. <laughs> We'd have a few boats if they didn't sink them all at Pearl Harbor. Oh Jesus. December 7th, 1941, a day which will live in infamy. November 8th, 1927, a day which... Sorry. This is awkward now. Um, I think we had little, little blurry photos channeling there. I think we did. A little slight little moment. What, racist against Japanese? Well, David I mean, Floor still likes well-done steak, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be the name of the episode. It's alcohol. David Floor loves well-done steaks. <laughs> So, hot sake. Hot sake. Yes. So, most people living in, I guess, the western area or the United States specifically, 
Josh, you've tried sake mainly hot, right? Go to a sushi restaurant, they serve it to you hot. I've so when I was in Japan and Disney World, <laughs> if you have a bl- <laughs> blurry photo, has been going. All right, let's Christ. go ahead and rearrange that. You let's had... rearrange that phrase right there. <laughs> when I was in Disney World in the Japan section, when I was in Disney World in Epcot in Japan, I've had both hot and cold sake. I think I actually like the cold sake better. Okay, fair enough, Greg. What have you had your sake? Like, what temperature have you had it served sake at? Bomb. Sake, sake bomb. Sake bomb. Um, I um, <clears throat> really quick. The thing that always makes me and this is actually related, not like are usually really quicks. But the uh, I've what I always found weird about sake. No, go was ahead. That, we love your stories. Yeah, please. What I found weird about sake was That's that All right, when I went out to Japan, they would give you good sake cold and bad sake hot, and that's very counterintuitive as someone who loves beer so much and has it like. Cold tends to mask flavor. Um, it tends to suppress your taste buds. You know, see, I thought the same damn thing. No, I can actually get on board with this because one of the best beers that I've ever had, and our drunk friend that we keep referencing every single time, probably a cask beer, can back me. No, the best beer that I've ever had was ice cold and was perfect. Natty light. No, but see, refreshing, satisfying is different from a quality taste. It tasted wonderful. <laughs> and I'm not saying that lightly when I'm referring to Natty Light. I've had a lot of college days of flats of Natty Light where I've just powered through it. But one of the most refreshing instances and one of the best tasting beers I've ever had. Nearly frozen Natty, Natty Light? I don't know what it was. It was it was in Disney World, oddly enough. Sounds kind of watery. Was It was it was perfect. It was perfect. Where did you find Natty Light in Disney World? I mean, I brought it from New Orleans. Okay, me. okay. That... I brought two cases with me. So location did not matter. You just put it in a mini fridge. It, was, but it, it made it perfect. That's the whole point. They do... Do like one of the gimmicks in Japan is like Asahi Super Dry. <laughs> do do. Yes, 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 yes. The one of the gimmicks in Asa- in Japan is Asahi Super Dry, like to like a one degree below freezing for beer or something like that. Whatever, it's still good. I like it. But essentially, the rumor that comes from this is that uh, sake is or sake, whatever. If you're any purist, it is served in I guess at least the states hot because. In World War II, there was a terrible rice crop, and the sake was so terrible that you had to heat it up to make it even taste remotely good. And the soldiers tried this and brought it back to the States, and therefore that's how it ended up being like a big thing over here, like hot sake. That's like the way that most people had it, aside from sake bombs, which apparently have been around for longer than I really realized. Apparently I don't know how long it's been around since around. like the 70s or so. They get you drunk. Yeah, well, they do. I mean, it's alcohol. <laughs> like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> but this is slightly rooted in truth. So it turns out that sake is, number one, I'm going to go ahead and say that sake is one of those things that can be served in many different ways, just the same as wine. Mulled wine is usually served warm. Yeah, I don't so like it. I, I very much like mulled wine. Really? I'm yeah. not a fan, I man. like spiced wine. I like It's just it's a preferential thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things that I like. But the deal is, it turns out that most foods, I mean, if you were to try, like, a cold pork chop. I'd still eat the shit out of it. Right? As opposed to a freshly cooked hot pork chop. Which one do you think would be a little bit more flavorful? Probably the hot pork chop. Yeah. Because there's different types of flavor compounds, flavonoids or phenols, that are released when you heat something that actually go into your nasal cavity as, like, depending on temperature. 
So I can get behind this. Yeah. Okay. Like I see lo- the logic. By that logic, if something is hot, it should be more flavorful than when it's cold. I mean, that's why when you see a lot of people who try like a new whiskey, let's say for instance for the first time, they'll get it, com- you know, with no ice or anything like that. They'll get it neat. Yeah, neat. Yeah, and uh, they'll they'll try it that way, and then that's when they add the ice cubes. I've seen that many times. I personally don't like adding ice cubes just because it waters it down a little bit. I like that because I I like the. I, and that's fine. I, okay. Side tangent number 85 for this episode. If you take Jameson and you add a couple ice cubes and then wait five minutes, it tastes like a completely different drink. Really? Yes. And I'm, a lot of, there's a lot of complex booze that dude, changes with temperature and water content. I was sure. introduced to this last weekend and it completely changed my opinion on Jameson. Not because I loved it before, but it tastes so much better. It's now. a little sharp. Jameson can be a little sharp. Yeah, I mean it can, but you take you literally take like a couple ice cubes and you just let it sit for a few minutes. Wonderful. So side podcast where we just start talking about alcohols and review them. I'm totally down for it. Because listeners, let us know. <laughs> so anyway, Four Loco is the first episode. Um, Wait, are you talking about the original Crazy Quattro? Or are we talking revised formula? <laughs> crazy Quattro. If we can find it. So anyway. Um, it turns out that this actually does have some basis in reality because... <laughs> just start a Patreon page for that. <laughs> During World War II, there actually was a very bad rice crop. And it turns out that the way sahi was uh, fermented beforehand... I want to go into details of it, but it's not really worth it. They found a, a different way to actually make sake during the World War II period okay. that allowed for it to be made with just pure grain alcohol and added glucose... Which is used today. Huh. Like, they kind of changed the way sake was made from then on. However, there still was a very bad rice crop, and they actually did, uh, for most of the servicemen, heat up the sake to make sure the flavor was a little bit more forward. Okay. So, cold sake wouldn't have tasted as good. It would have been bland or just plain bad. It's more palatable. But when you heat it, it actually does release a few more flavor compounds that actually do go into your nasal cavity because they're hotter and it tastes more flavorful. Whether you like those flavors or not, it is more flavorful rather than bland. So, after the war, it was taken back over here. Sake was seen as an interesting thing and that's just the way that they were served it. So, they kept doing it. However, that being said, today... There are several sakes that can be served in three different forms, you know, cold, room temperature, or hot. Okay. And you will get a different flavor profile either way, like for all three different ones. So really there is no right way to serve sake aside from just what the bottle might recommend. Because if you look at the back of some bottles, they might actually have a recommended serving style. Yeah, they have that for a bunch, like not just sake, but like for a bunch of other alcohols But the truth is, is like the reason why like hot sake is such a big thing here is because of uh, World War II, honestly. It's really weird that that actually happened. Um, but uh, this is me just being... Uh, uh, but Greg was there too. Sake, the way it was served in Japan, I've not seen really hot. I've only seen it cold. I was going to say, so when y'all were there, it was predominantly served Only cold. way we had it was cold. Okay. I mean, I was mainly doing uh, strong something called Strong Zero, which, by the way, if anybody oh out God, there... Oh my God, are you still on this? I want Strong Zero. <laughs> If anybody can send us Strong Zero, we will send you a mailing address. Please. We want it so badly. Meaning he me. wants it so badly. But y- y'all will too afterwards. It's so good. It's like it's the four loco of Japan, but it's delicious. Uh, you're not really selling me on so it. So that ends Saki. Um, Josh, what's your last one? Uh, so th- this last one was great. 
I was very apprehensive about it because I think this is m- less of like a documented fact and more of an opinion. Are you aiming at me right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you made the Google Doc. And the last thing I'm going to cover is that the cement mixture induces vomiting. Now, Ryan, thing number one, what is a cement mixture? A cement mixer. So Carlene is a bartender, and she has explained this one to me, and then several other bartenders around the general area of where we live have explained a cement mixer as being a, generally a cream-based liqueur mixed with lime juice or lemon juice or any sort of acid, which is, um, I would say, most traditionally Bailey's and lemon juice or Bailey's and lime juice. And what this does is when you take it, it curls in your stomach and it makes you vomit. That's as far as I'm going to go with it. I've also heard it described as the New Jersey Turnpike, a.k.a. the Matt Shot. Who wants to be in New Jersey in the first place? Well, that's a, that's a fair point. Sorry, New Jersey listeners. Basically, what that is, is I've like I said, I've heard this described as well for the cement mixture. It's when the bartender takes the bar mat and pours all the liquid that's caught up into it into a shot glass and then takes a dirty bar rag and cleans up any booze they might have spilled and then wrings it out into the glass. No, that's called the gutter. I've heard that one called the gutter. I've also heard it described as the cement mixture. Okay, so we, we're, we're into semantics right now as it is. Well, Ryan, you know, I solved this problem. I went to your favorite website. Wait. Oh, my God. Infowars.com. I forgot to mention WikiHow. <laughs> there is a WikiHow on how to properly create a cement mixture. Real quick, going back to the first topic that we were talking about. I'm sorry to sidetrack you, Josh. There's a WikiHow article on the very first topic that we did, which was the cold shower sobering you up. It was funny with the pictures once again. But also, I went to the comics. Uh, sorry, the comments. And... It was all, does this work for my mom? She's an alcoholic. <laughs> it was, if you want to ruin your day, go to that link in the show notes and look at the comments. It's all about, does this work for my mom? She's an alcoholic. Several of them. Several comments like that. Well, the it proper was, way, help. the that- proper way that WikiHow describes how to do the cement mixture is to actually pour the contents, which it, you're right, Ryan, is like Bailey's or another milk-based drink. And in a, in a super acidic a thing. A cream liqueur. Yeah, a acid. cream liqueur and like lemon juice or lime juice. And you take them separately. Mainly you do the cream liqueur based one first. And then you shoot the lime juice and you hold them both in your mouth and you swish it and swirl it around until you can't take it anymore. No, that ruins the surprise. And then you gulp it down. And then it literally says the flavors will be delicious. Now, pause right there. For those of you who don't remember the penalty shots video, these two bags made me do exactly that. Did we? The orange liqueur and the fucking licorice. Essentially the same thing. No, no, no. There was no cream base, though. It doesn't matter. No, it totally does. It was still a toothpaste shot. Can we say, all right. Guys, can we come to an agreement that we're all going to do the exact same cement mixer for the penalty shots video for this season? Please don't. No, I will do it. This is for science. Well, oh, you did not just say that. I'm sorry, we will. But my point being is that yes. it's essentially, maybe it's not a cream-based liqueur, but it's still the same principle. It's two things that should not be mixed together, and you're drinking them. Okay. That's, a, that's the whole principle of it, okay? And licorice is disgusting. I'm just throwing that one out there. But I agree with that. Thank you. 
Um, so an actual cement mixer is the cream-based liqueur and the lime. And you're supposed, like Ryan mentioned, though, you're right. You're supposed to let it curdle, and then you're supposed to, to shoot it. Now, I can understand how that might make some people's stomach upset, and they might vomit profusely everywhere. But I did find a very wonderful website that I have in the show notes called 10 Birthday Shots Guaranteed to Make You Vomit. And I just want to run through them real quick. And this is the last bit. I think it's fun. One of them's called The Four Horsemen. You're just setting us up for penalty shots, Yes, by the I way. am. Tequila, Jägermeister, 151 Rum, and Rumpel Mints. Down. Oh. You, you add them all together and you just go for it. Sounds like a tub thumper. Okay, then there's the cement mixer. Wait, what's a tub thumper? Takes a whiskey shot, takes a vodka shot, he takes a cider shot, he takes it's a water shot. Drink. Okay, you're you're just singing Chumbawamba now. That's what that's <laughs> called a tub thumper. That's, that's why it's called that. Um, <laughs> the one that I really wanted to get to, there's two of them actually. One of them's called the Holy Guacamole, which they say is disgusting, but it sounds wonderful. Okay. Tequila with lime juice and Tabasco in a garlic salt rimmed shot glass, served with an avocado and raw onion wedges. I'm good until the la- I'm skeptical about the last two parts. I did halfway there. I I don't think that sounds too terrible, but the number one thing Are that they mention as the worst birthday shot to make you vomit is the relishes, Jägermeister topped with a dollop of pickle relish. Oh, dude, give me any of those. I can think of grosser. Somebody is doing the buffalo colada for penalty shots, and I, I don't know me. which one of I you guys. I think it's me. Okay. I think that we've already established it's me, but so there's no documented evidence that the cement mixer will actually make you vomit, but there's a good chance if you let it curdle long enough that it's not going to go down well. So I don't think it'll sit well, but I mean, the idea is that, uh, the conflict between acid and base in your stomach will be a problem. Right. I, I totally get that. Right. But let's go with the whole fact that your stomach is already really acidic in the first place. Right. Anything that gets like milk or cream or anything like that will be, will turn to cheese in your stomach in the first place. Butyric acid is one of the very many acids that we have in our stomach that help digest things. It's what's present in vomit, like, you know, that, or Parmesan yeah. cheese also. So, yeah. you know, same thing. Um, that will curdle milk. So no matter what you drink in terms of cream-based drinks, that will curdle it in your stomach. It's already done. Essentially, you're just putting a very like gross texture in your stomach, which might affect you with the cement mixer. It depends but, on how strong your gag reflex is, is what it boils down yeah, to. Yeah, I think it's a case-by-case basis. I think that's the issue. Like It's really a psychological thing. Yeah, but if you want to learn how to make a cement mixer, uh, the WikiHow is also in the show notes. So have fun with your friends That's a really mean WikiHow. That's just for like no. very spiteful bartenders. Yeah, and the um, fact that you had to look up how to make a cement mixer and not get that through like the bartender know-how <laughs> from your friends, like come on. Um, yeah, the the ten shots guaranteed to make your birthday boy vomit or birthday girl vomit is pretty wonderful. You didn't go through. You only went through like five. Yeah, no, no, I'm leaving them for. I don't want to give people too many ideas for penalty shots. Like, but one of them's like. <laughs> You're doing it for our self-preservation. I am. One of them's called like "Tastes Like Burning." The only thing that could possible that could possibly What's that one make rumple mints worse is to add habanero sauce. That is exactly what the shot is. Fill a shot glass with rumple mints and add about ten shots of habanero sauce and drink it up. Look, I'm not debating that it's going to taste terrible, but that should not make you vomit. Josh, We've done you already worse. personally hurt me with the. F- 
fucking flashbang in Everclear. So that's what I'm saying. We've done way worse already. This is for you, Rumor Flies Nation. All for you. But yeah, they got some other fun things in there. Oh my god. Okay, the last one. <laughs> last one that I'm gonna talk about. You fill a shot glass with tequila. You add Tabasco. It's called a ranchero. Fill a shot glass of tequila, add Tabasco, and top it with ranch dressing. That's an improved <laughs> prairie fire right there. Wow. <laughs> the last sentence is literally, reconsider your friendship with said person immediately. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I might not hate that one. Look, I, I like ranch dressing as much as the next guy. Like, I, I think it's great on salads, but I don't think I want that mixed with tequila and Tabasco. We'll find out. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyway, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a fun one. We always have a good time doing these. This one was much less in the vein of like uh, preventative, out like drunk measures like we've done in the we past. We didn't give a caveat for this one. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll do it now. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't do anything stupid. We're not lawyers. Have fun. Be safe. <laughs> rattling off every <laughs> possible. Before Greg could even get to the microphone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Don't take advice from a bunch of heads with a podcast. Simple as that. All right. Just Turns tell out your friends can make a podcast. Just do it. Yeah. We'll promote um, you. How's about Greg? Tell the people where they can find us. For this last episode of the season. Yep. You've been listening to Rumor Flies. Oh, you can no, find don't us do it. at Rumor Flies Podcast. Don't do it. <laughs> you can find us at rumorfliespodcast.com, rumorflies at gmail.com, rumorflies on Google, which apparently people have been plus wanting and commenting on. That's Thank wonderful. you. You are my yes. dripping. I think, our, you I think my dripping sarcasm has finally made some <laughs> progress. <laughs> um, at rumorflies on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Google, Gmail, website. Uh, I YouTube.com slash C slash rumor flies. Yes, YouTube.com slash C slash rumor flies. As Greg so elegantly mentioned, we're part of the Dark Myths Collective. Wonderful group. Not going to go into any more details. We've preached it before. Darkmyths.org. Great people. Wonderful things that they always talk about. And thank you all. Oh, and quick shout out to the latest addition to the show. Yeah. Secret Transmission Podcast. Yeah. A group of guys. We've been talking to them since we first started. Oh, man. Um, I've been talking to them for like a year now. Yeah, we've been. Toby and all of them. They're cool Super early on. Real quick. Was their intention to have their Twitter handle as Secret Trans? I know. Oh, God. But, you know. It's it's slightly funny, but, you know. I never thought about that, but that's also also fair. Well, they're they're a good group of people, and I I can confidently say it's one of those shows that just... It started off. I was interested. They and fit. Like, they yeah, fit they perfectly. figured it yeah, out, they man. Do. They got they got their they figured out their sauce real quick, and they have a show that just they found their style. I love it. And the other recent addition would be the Mad Scientist podcast, right? That's oh, right, Chris. Expect more for them later. Don't yeah. talk about them. We're, we're, we're not going to talk get, about. Them. We're not going to get too much into Congratulations, it. Congratulations, Chris, on your recently acquired PhD. Yeah, dude, good, good on you, man. Congratulations on that. I just graduated college, and he's getting a doctorate. So whatever. yeah well either way thank you all so much for your patience again uh sorry we were late but thank you for waiting for it we hope it was worth it and uh you'll be hearing from us shortly as always i'm sure we are going to have some between seasons supplemental content that is always fun and always interesting and it's a little bit off the cuff of what we normally do but we we make the best of it we like to give ourselves some freedom during the off season so yeah hit us up get weird with it we'll talk to you yeah And uh, for this episode of Rumor Flies Podcast, and as always, I am Josh. I'm Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, (laughs) I am Ryan. Uh, Bye. Bye. Bye.
This episode's closing song is Overgrown by Sage. <laughs>